Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz. You may notice the clock behind me flipped to Tuesday. That's because we're pre-recording today's episode, but I promise it is airing to you today on Wednesday. Do any of you guys have a friend in your life, maybe someone you go to church with, where they share their stories of how God is walking with them in their life and just their adventures with God, their encounters with the Lord, and you're like, what? That's incredible. No way. Your your mind is just blown because of the amazingness of God in their life. Okay. That describes my guest's life today perfectly. We like to joke and say that he is definitely God's favorite because of the adventures, uh, the stories, the testimonies. It's just amazing. And hopefully he'll share some of those with us today. He's also going to be sharing what God is saying to his people in this season. But before I bring him on, we want to thank you for continuing to support Elijah's dreams. Thanks to your generosity, every three days we find a drill and new water well to give to a community, new life, and new opportunity. This is a look at what that process looks like from surveying the land to the drilling. Many people do not have access to safe, clean water, which is why we have made it our mission to help change that. It takes time, prayer, and research to identify the right locations for new water wells. As we discover a village that could use clean water, we travel there to get to know the people. We cover a lot of ground and spend countless hours on our way to visit the unclean water sources and back again as we search for the ideal spot for the new well. The exciting part comes next. The surveyor confirms that the water is present and then the drilling team is mobilized. Water eventually springs forth. The community's happiness explodes. A realization that sets in and know that God has heard their cry for help. Following the completion of the well and the installation of the custom sign, a celebration praising and thanking God is held. Many come to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Destinies are being changed around the globe, one clean water well at a time. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Thank you guys all again so much for your giving, uh, your continued giving. If the Holy Spirit lays it on your heart today to give, you can click on the link in the description or you can mail in your gift to the address on the screen. God bless you guys and thank you so much for partnering with us. All right, my guest today is the founder of Rock Revival Center. He's an international speaker, an author, a prophet, and he's definitely, definitely a friend of God. So please help me welcome today my guest, Nathan French. Nathan, how are you? Good to see you again, Kelsey. I'm excited to be back on the show. We're so glad to have you. I We're love gonna to have hear some fun. all your stories. I mean, Amen. They're, just, they're so Amen. awesome, Nathan. I mean, you build my faith. You know, we we actually do joke and say that you are 
God's favorite. There's no question because the stories that you tell were like, only God could do that. That's amazing. And I know recently <laughs> you've been, um, you went to Cindy Jacobs conference, right? That was, yeah. where was that held? Yeah, that, that was in, uh, that was in Texas. I actually, I was preaching in, in a church the last time I was on the show, um, or maybe it was the time before last, um, when, I got a word of knowledge during the show. I think I was on with Steve and I said, I see a man and you're in the restroom and you're, you're cleaning and I see your right knee needs to be healed. And the Lord's saying, I'm healing your knee. So just start moving it, start thanking God and watch how he's just going to fix it. Well, this man uh, was in the restroom of that church where I just spoke at. He was in that restroom and he was cleaning the bathroom and it was his right knee and the, the oh, power man. of God, he said, just poured into his knee and he instantly was healed. So he got a miracle. So, the, of course, he's telling his pastor, there's just some dude, Nathan French was on <laughs> Elijah's streams and I heard something on the show like there's a man, you're cleaning the restroom right now and your right knee. And he goes, and I felt the power of God zap my knee while I'm listening to the show. I'm just like. Is, is it me? And then all of a sudden my knee got healed and he said he started moving it around. He could do what he couldn't do before he was pain free. So he was so excited. So he told his Thank pastor about this. That's <laughs> so he tells his pastor about this and then his pastor reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, um, he filled out a form on my website, inviting me to come and minister. He's like, I know you're busy, but you know, we would love to have you come. And so, oh. so I guess um, our team asked me if the date worked and, you know, there's a process like my wife uh, gets involved. My daughter is assisting and helping with partner relations for the ministry. And so they're sending me a message, you know, they want you to come to Texas with, you know, would this date work? And mm -hmm. the Lord told me to say yes to that. So I just said, yeah, tell them yes. So, um, so then I was at Tommy Barnett's church, Dream City in uh, in Phoenix. I was ministering there uh, with my friend uh, Saeed and and it was just it was a lot of fun. But anyway, so they had this gathering there and 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 this man comes up to me. And he's like, he goes, are you Nathan French? And I go, I am. And he says, oh, you're going to be coming and speaking at our church. I'm Pastor So-and-so. And I said, I am. And he goes, yeah, he goes, we, you're scheduled to be coming in a couple of weeks. You'll be with us in Texas. And I go, oh, that's great news. And he was he was like, oh, you didn't even know that. I said, no, because I'm like, I'm not, I'm thinking about today. Like, you know right, what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm never yeah. like so far where I'm thinking about two weeks from now. Like, I don't know right. what I'm doing two weeks. But I'd have to go find out what I'm doing. But it, it's so fun to see that. And he was encouraged. He's just like, thank you so much for saying yes to our invitation. Our whole church awesome. is excited. You know, I, so I went there and preached in the Houston mm -hmm. area. And um, I mean, I, I did five revival meetings with them. And it was amazing, like bodies laying out everywhere. Just the power of God came in such a way. The holiness of God came. And it just wow. spurred people into a reverential fear of the Lord where they're repenting and confessing wow. and flooding the altar. And you know that we had a the first, I think the first or the second meeting, it was six hour service. Like nobody wanted to leave because the glory of God was so strong. It was revival you know, Nathan, revival. That that is so true. If you've never been to a meeting where the glory of God is present and you get into that atmosphere of yeah. the, one of those meetings, you literally do not want to leave. And time, it's almost like it stands still. It doesn't, I mean, you can look at your watch and it can be 10 or 11 at night and you're just like, 
I don't want to leave. And you see people lingering around and like praying for one another. It's so true. When you're in a good meeting, you don't ever want to go because God's there. You're like, no, yeah. I, I don't want to leave. Oh, it, it was it was incredible. I mean, that was so that was the first thing. And then, of course, I heard about Cindy's event. And last year when we went to Cindy's event, my we had her, we hosted her for Awaken the Planet. And she's one of my favorite prophetesses on the planet. I mean, she's prophesied very accurate things over me. So I just love her. She's like a mama. And um, so I'll call her and, you know, and I told her I was coming and she's like, oh, yay. Um, and and then when, when I was there, I was like, well, okay, I want to just put a little bow on the last part. So there was stuff happening that was ridiculous. Like this one guy um, got to pray for this guy there at that church. Um, his ear was completely dead on on one side um, and dull of hearing on the other side. And I love for people's ears to get healed and also for people to be unlocked to hear the voice of God. So I'm excited about this guy. And we just prayed. My friend Jeff and I just prayed. Um, I actually brought him the last trip. And this guy who couldn't hear very well at all, like really bad hearing, um, he was with his wife after the meeting, who goes in the car and and a paper dropped, a piece of paper dropped off the dash and it fell on the floor and he was, he uh -huh. was getting in and, and he turned when that, that paper uh, fell and he turned to look at where that paper was going to land. He heard it and wow. his wife goes, did you just hear that paper hit the ground? And he goes, oh yeah, I totally heard it. She goes, oh my gosh, you got healed. He goes, yeah. He goes, I can hear so good. So he actually, God opened the ear that was deaf and and uh, restored the hear the hearing um, on both sides. And so it was. It, people were getting excited about that. And there was a lot of miracles, but there was a few like I pointed out in the crowd. I said, somebody over here on the left side, you you have a there's a back issue. And I said, the Lord is healing it right now. I said, which one of you is it? And I pointed at this guy. I was in the direction of this man and his wife. And then the wife kind of like this. And then the guy's like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> so I walk over there and I just put my hand on his shoulder and the mm -hmm. wife is sitting down. I asked him to stand up because I like to ask people to do something. So God sees their faith is in action because they're responding. So I asked him to, you know, and so um, when I touched his shoulder and I just commanded his back to be healed and I was instructing the people who were there, you know, to agree in faith, you know, and uh, yeah. and pray. But anyway, as soon as I touched his shoulder, her head was down by his back because she was still sitting as he was standing. And, and she hears this pop, pop, pop. And his, <gasps> his spine, like, it just like completely just supernaturally just adjusted. And all oh of his pain God. was gone. And he had pain Thank for God. a long time. I mean, there was people with pain for 20 years, all of a sudden just pow. So it's fun to see that. Like there were so many miracles. Any Anytime we allow for the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit wants, there's going to be a miraculous element to it. And um, he, the Lord just loves to move. So I was glad to see hunger in Texas. Um, you know, it was so much hunger. I mean, to have a six and a half hour meeting, like yeah. so people were coming up for prayer and impartation until one in the morning. And I was wow. like dog tired when I got out of there. I just go, <laughs> I oh, you were. I left it all in the field. Like, I don't know if you saw me in the, I was in that Mustang convertible and, and I had the top down and I, I did a little quick broadcast and people commented, like, we've never seen you look so tired. Well, I was exhausted. Um, I but bet. I got refreshed, you know, after it was over, we, we did, we did some fishing and it was amazing. We caught a giant catfish, which I prayed that the Lord would bless the pastor who hosted me. And, uh, and he wanted to catch a catfish. And I said, Lord, give him a huge one, you know, freak him out, Lord. And I said it out loud. 
crowd with the guides uh, there and um, on the boat. And we caught uh-huh. uh, this huge catfish, huge catfish. Then of course you 50, did. It was like one big <laughs> you giant. You guys what I mean about his stories with the favor of God. I'm sorry, Nathan, your stories are amazing. Like you pray that out loud and then you catch this huge huge so well cool. so he when as soon as he brings this thing in i mean it was like 43 pounds he fought with this fish Whoa. for like 30 minutes it was a huge fish i mean they usually come in like this you know this thing was yeah. huge and wow. i put pictures on my facebook um uh, nathan so french cool. ministries but anyway so when when we caught that huge one i'm just like okay that was jesus and the guy's like yeah we don't catch many of those he's like that's amazing so then we caught like 52 more fish 52 this is like unusual the guy the guy does this all the time he's like okay you guys just you're just catching everything like this is an unusual day so we were just so blessed you know it was just so fun and then the lord spoke to me about that number the one huge one and then the 52 or it might have been 53 but the lord was showing me the story in the bible was the one 53 uh that's how many fish they brought in in the nets remember was they were bursting wow. with fish and yes. took many boats to come and gather up the catch and it was one act of obedience yeah. remember cast your net on the other side jesus said from the shore as he's cooking fish which is hilarious because he's got his catch he's eating and and he's looking at these boys coming in wiped out they caught nothing they toiled all night he's like mm-hmm. cast your net on the other side i'm sure some of them were probably a little <laughs> bit like come on jesus like i mean oh, you know guarantee it yeah but i mean they were tired they did everything they it was the same i mean one act of obedience you know you hear peter saying you know but lord we've toiled all night and have caught nothing but at your word we'll cast our net on the other side one act of obedience though was a supernatural uh thing that happens where god sent the fish it was like god had those fish jump into those nets and it says there were so many fish that the nets were bursting and it took many other boats to come gather up that grace, that blessing that, that after they had obeyed God to cast their net on the other side. In other words, don't rely on your method. Don't rely on your own strength. Lean not on your own understanding, you know, it, but just yeah. obey. And so there's something about when we obey the Lord that he just loves to show up. And I, I really try to live that way teach that way. It's fun that way. You know, life is good that way. Like just do what he says, but most people aren't hearing what he's saying. And that's why I love teaching on hearing and obeying God, because it's, it's what changed my life and brought me out of a religious mindset into Mm -hmm. uh, being able to be free and explore and enjoy the adventure. Yeah, that's so awesome. And later today in the show, if you would pray for people that have hearing loss and back issues, just while you were sharing those testimonies, I was like, he definitely needs to pray at some point in the show for oh, yeah. people who are struggling with hearing loss, because I know the Lord wants to open people's ears um, through today's show. And yeah. then, okay, Nathan, when you went to, if you want to pray now, you can or we can wait towards the end. It's totally up to you. Well, okay. So I think, yeah, let's, let's hit that real quick because it's probably other stuff we can pray for as well. But okay. I've been seeing breakthrough with tinnitus, like people are being healed um, of ringing in ears. Um, even, yeah. So let me just, yeah, I'll just pray. If, if you're watching this, even on a replay, um, be sure to share the post. But I would say just repeat after me because God can touch you right now. He's not, 
he's not hindered by distance or time. He's outside of time. Um, and he's the healer who heals and the savior who saves. So he can touch you right now, even through a broadcast. Like there's countless miracles that we've heard of people who testify that they've been healed during oh, yeah. these broadcasts. And it's fun to see that. And so continue to let those stories be heard. Uh, be sure to send those things in so because they can archive those stories and it can help build faith for a lot of other people. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for every single precious person who's watching this broadcast right now. Lord, we agree in faith that by your stripes that they are healed. We just break the power of every curse, hex, vex, spell. All witchcraft is under the blood of Jesus. And we silence the voice of the accuser. And Lord, we're asking for more of you because from hunger, we can receive increase uh, of more of you. And with you comes the whole package of your kingdom and all that is good from heaven. And so say this prayer, say, Jesus, I repent, I confess any sin known or unknown through the blood of Jesus. And I yield to you. And I say, have your way in me. You are my Lord and my Savior. Yes, I receive the gift of salvation for those who haven't done that. And then you can say, everyone say this, say, Jesus, fill me up. Jesus, fill me up. To overflowing. With your Holy Spirit. With your Holy Spirit. And baptize me. And baptize me. In your passion. In your passion. And your fire. In your fire. And your Holy Spirit. And your Holy Spirit. I receive you now. I receive you now. I'm all in for you. I'm all in for you. I hold nothing back. I hold nothing back. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. And I forgive those who hurt me. And I forgive those who've hurt me. Through the blood of Jesus. Through the blood of Jesus. And Lord, you didn't sin, but I forgive you if I judged you for myself. Yes, Lord. When you say I forgive God, you're not saying God for, uh, sinned because God's perfect. He hasn't sinned. But if you're mad at God and you say I forgive you, God, even though you didn't sin, it destroys bitter roots and bitter roots. Mm -hmm. Um, cause defilements. And so the Lord right now is covering hearts right now, healing souls right now, mind, will, emotions, and he's restoring hope in hearts. And so the last thing is say with your hand on your heart, you can just say heart be healed from heart, the damage from damage of hope deferred of hope deferred any hardness, any hardness and get out of this heart out of this heart and hardness and be hardness gone be gone yeah lord make my heart clean and pure like yours make my heart clean and pure yeah we used to sing create in me a clean heart oh mm -hmm. god remember that song yeah. Create in me a clean heart. Oh, God, that was a good song. So we're asking right now, God, as you're purifying hearts, you're re removing the damage of hope deferred that makes the heart sick or sad. And you're restoring hearts so that they can begin to believe again and have childlike faith. So I pray, Father, that you would unlock the wonder for each person. And right now, in Jesus' name, I take authority over every sickness and every 
form of disease. And I say, get out of the people. Sickness, disease, loose the people and go. Infirmity, I rebuke you as a spirit. I say, get out, go, leave the people. Uh, hypochondriac, that spirit, I rebuke you. I command you to loose the people and go. You're not going to get sick. There's nothing going around. Yeah, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for divine health to be released over each one who hears this broadcast. We bless them with perfect health in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. So awesome. I feel the Lord's presence so strong. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Let's talk a little bit about before we get into your notes. Did you notice that there was when a lot of prophets gather together, right? I'm sure there's a ton of words released oh, yeah. at, a, yeah. at a conference like that. So yeah. did you notice that there was a consensus of like the main thing that most of the prophetic voices were saying? And then also things you're hearing from God for the season right now. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for what God showed me he's going to do with our government. I saw the kingdom government being fully established and complete and whole where there's divine wisdom and godly counsel uh, among those who are really tuned into the to the voice of the Lord. And I saw people, um, you know, coming out of seats and positions that were placed there um, by deceit where there was cheating. Those things are being laid bare. We're seeing that around the world, actually, not just in governments, but we're, we're seeing this in our school systems. We're seeing corruption be exposed at a level that we've never seen before. And remember, I on this show, I think it was like a year ago, I released a word and it was like, get right before he shines the light. And I saw the Lord going around. Remember, judgment begins with the house of the Lord. So mm -hmm. God is a righteous judge. He's not judging to condemn. He's judging to evaluate with a restorative heart and nature where yes, he just loves good. us so much he doesn't want us to you know um carry woundedness because hurting people hurt people and sometimes yeah. pastors get so beat up and leaders in churches because they're always getting blasted there's warfare and if they don't know how to handle it and don't have strong character and humility um then they they get hurt and they take up offense and bitter roots come and it rises into files and then also hidden sin actually is something that is supposed to be dealt with individually um, because some people say, who, who are you accountable to? The reality is we're only accountable to the level that we want to be transparent. So Jesus and Holy Spirit should be our main accountability partner. And if we're honest with him. You know, we're not getting away with anything. He sees it all. And so, you know, you almost have to know you're righteous. You have to know you are pure. You are holy. You are righteous. You have to know this about yourself. This is what God says. And as the righteousness of God, um, you can be holy because he said be holy. So he wouldn't ask us to do what's not possible. And I think yeah. a lot of people um, don't realize that purity is attainable by being washed in the blood of Jesus and not even desiring to sin anymore because you're staying so close to Jesus in active pursuit and diligence and hunger yes. keeps us pursuing. And that's seeking and finding and knocking and the doors open. And when we're seeking the Lord, we're actually automatically resisting the devil. And I think that's what people need. Um, today, mm -hmm. I was just, um, okay, back to what you're asking. 
Um, yes, there was a lot of people who talked about, you know, where we're at, uh, what's mm-hmm. going on with Israel, um, you know, what's God's heart for our nation, you know, um, mm-hmm. what's going to happen next, what leaders are going to take office, which leaders are going to be removed. Um, there was so much that was covered and even just encouragement to people to work together. Uh, some people were talking about why we need to be praying and fasting and all these things are, are important. Uh, intimacy with God and developing hearts that desire to yield uh, to God was also mentioned at the conference. Um, You know, I just, I love Cindy. I mean, there's like two or three um, prophetic voices that I, I just know these people personally. So when you know somebody personally, you know, it's different than if you just hear somebody because like you have to walk with somebody to kind of know what they're like. And when I see like my friend, Sharon Billens, Dr. Sharon, she's childlike. We just had her um, at our wake in the planet. But last year when my wife and I went to Cindy's conference, it was so good. And I mean, I'm just sitting there. It's my wife's birthday, which it just happened again, like a couple of days ago. She just turned 50. I wanted to bring her on the show. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I was going to bring her on the show just to say hi. Um, but she was out of town and when she comes back, her and I need to do like a marriage thing or something, but we're going to do some marriage restoration conferences together. Cause we, we have a, a really great deep relationship in the Lord and we just love each other and we love Jesus. So it's fun. Yeah. And, and we've been through a lot to learn a lot about how to have a good marriage. But anyway, so, um, when I was there with my wife last year at that event, the global mm-hmm. prophetic summit, um, I'm sitting there in I'm just minding my own business and I'm enjoying, I'm not speaking because I I had spoken another event like this time and I was like, just happy to sit there. And so then I realized, okay, today's my wife's birthday. So uh, Cindy, maybe she'll hear God and call out a birthday. So I said, Lord, why don't you show, show Cindy? Cause I would love to have my wife be honored today on her birthday. Could you have Cindy call her out and prophesy? And I mean, it was like within a five, 10 minutes. And Cindy goes, <laughs> Cindy goes, whose birthday is it? That's what she oh said. She goes, God. she goes, whose birthday is it? And, and nobody raised their hand in the whole Amen. place. There's thousands of people. And so then um, my wife, I go, honey, raise your hand. She's like, no, no, no. I go, honey, raise your hand. She's not, she's so like she that. She doesn't no. want the attention. <laughs> and those are the people who should have the microphone, right? They're not yeah. trying to get it. They're True. not trying to be heard. They're not trying to build a name. They're just, they right. just love God, you know? Yes. So I, I take her hand, I raise her hand up and, um, <laughs> and Cindy goes, she goes, come on up here. Right. So she comes up and I, I escort her up and Cindy starts prophesying over my wife. And she's like, yeah. you're a mother of nations. And the Lord says, and then she looks at me and she goes, that makes you a father of nations. And I mean, we're just feeling the glories and she's prophesying all these uh, things about what God's going to do. And we're just so excited. Yeah. Right. And then Cindy like lays hands on me and I feel the power of God. Then I put my hand on her shoulder and it bounces off me and bounces back on her. And then we all almost all fell over. My wife and I ended up <laughs> on the floor and Cindy kind of lifted, but it was like, Oh my goodness. Like that was so cool. Wow. What a special birthday. And so yes. being back there this year was fun. I mean, you know, and because of this show, by the way, side note, um, a lot of people know who who I am. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's that's kind of um it's kind of different. Like I'll go places and people go, Nathan French or whatever. And this lady comes up to me, like literally, uh, Kelsey, she freaked out. She just goes, ah like this. And and I'm just trying to get to my seat. And she does this, ah. Well, I brought my pastor friend with me. 
and uh-huh. he's like, is that normal for you? I go, no. I mean, that's, it's kind of been a, it, it's kind of an interesting thing. Like, I just, I know that what it is, is they're, they're being touched by Jesus yeah. and they, they connect with whoever uh, prepared to be used of God uh, to, that's for right. the encounter that unlocked them. And so they freak out when they see you sometimes. And it's just, it's kind of a funny thing, but I end up praying with them and then they want pictures or whatever. And it's just fun. So um, it doesn't, it's not, an, it's not annoying. It's fun. But, yeah, um, but I fun. feel, I feel like that the Lord's saying, if you'll make your focus to exalt Jesus and you'll make your focus to be all about how you can bring his love to a world that desperately needs it, that he will make your name great. The Lord told me, mm-hmm. he said, I'm going to make your name great. I was a kid and, and, and people called me Nate the Great all through elementary and junior high and high school, mm-hmm. Nate the Great, Nate the Great. And I'm like, one time I got into scripture and I was reading it and it says, if you, you know, talked about what I was just saying, if you exalt mm-hmm. Jesus, that he will make your name great. So you don't have to make your own name great. Jesus will make your name great and he'll make a way for you as the way maker. He'll open up doors. He'll, he'll unlock things. He'll release impartation. He'll empower you with whatever you need yes. to get it done yes. for him. If, if you're watching and you need that word, um, just say, I'll receive it. <laughs> yes. Nathan, when we talk about being passionate for God, because you're very passionate for the Lord. And how long, how many years have you been saved? Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, I got saved when I was seven or eight. I received Jesus into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Um, but, you know, I kind of knew about God, but didn't know that I didn't really know him very well. I mean, mm-hmm. I would talk to him, I would pray, um, but I wasn't really hearing responses from the Lord. So it wasn't so relational and I yeah. wasn't really taught that growing up. So it wasn't until after an attempted suicide where I almost died and God stepped in to save me that I began to turn my life back over to Jesus after being a backslidden preacher's kid. I was rebellious. I was living for myself. I was empty. I was miserable. I thought, what's the point in life? I went to church and I read the Bible, but I didn't really know God. And so then I, I, I just, um, I, I realized I can't do everything perfect. I can't, I mean, there's 10 commandments. There's like 620 Levitical laws. And I just thought, how can I even do the first one? Like as soon as I love something else more than God or puts more time, more affection, um, more resource towards something that's not God, then I've got idolatry. And I'm like, who can even do this? And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I just, I, I was faced with that reality that I can't be perfect, that I can't, uh, you know, obey all the commandments. And it wasn't like I was going to just say, okay, then I'm not going to try, but it just seemed mm-hmm. so impossible. And then later on, I, I was taught right. As I gave my life back to Jesus after the attempted suicide at age 23, I started going after God. I mean, I had people prayed for me. I was unlocked in the supernatural. I started hearing the voice of God. I I mean, I've had several ministers of the gospel pray, lay hands on me, release impartation. And literally every single time that God has deposited something uh, in me, it has brought fruit out of me. And I just feel so privileged to be alive because I was almost gone. And God literally at my last breath gave me new breath, said, now that you're broken, I can use you. Will you live for me? 
And I just said, yes. I said, yes, God, I'll live for you. I tried it my way and it sucked. I'm going to live for you and see what happens. And it wasn't until I went all in, though, because you don't get the flame without full surrender. And I always try to help people with that because surrender is a choice. Um, Those who wait on the Lord, that word wait in the Hebrew, if you study it out, it doesn't actually mean to sit still. So I've heard so many people will say, I'm waiting on the Lord, brother. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting Mm -hmm. on the Lord, sister. And really what they're doing is trying to create an excuse to sit still. And the Lord isn't saying wait by sitting still. He's saying, when I tell you to move, you move. That's waiting on the Lord. It means yield. Uh, When I tell you to stand, you stand. When I tell you to go, you go. When I say come, you come. So waiting on the Lord is just following his command. And whatever he says is his commandment. And so if he says, go there, you go there. If he says, do this, it's for your own good. And so I try to teach that way because I know that he loves the yield. And he told me the yield is when we when we uh, wait on the Lord by yielding to him and we respond. And that's when he sees faith and faith is always rewarded. And I love this. God told me I'm building your faith muscle. And I go, good because I need more faith. And he said, I've given everyone a measure, but some people have more results than others. And it's because their faith muscle is stronger. It's just like somebody who has stronger faith can lift more spiritual weight. Mm -hmm. Some people, they're like, oh God, please. And then some people say, let it be. And it's done. So it's Mm -hmm. like there's authority that comes not just by revelation, impartation, um, but also understanding and wisdom. And so if you know that your prayers work, your prayers are way more powerful. But the prayers of the righteous prevail much and are highly effective. And he says, you're the righteousness of God. So if we're his righteousness and we pray, then we're going to see it. And the more we believe it, the easier it is for us to see it. But faith in God's eyes is always did you do what I asked? It's never about the result. It's never about arriving at a certain place. It's more uh-huh. about God measuring our true success by, did you do what I asked you to do? And, you know, cause he'll always ask, what did you do with what I gave you? And, you know, everybody has been given a measure and me, yeah. I just, I'm getting excited about expanding my faith, growing my faith, building my faith, like a muscle, you know, it gets stronger and faith in every category, just like the body has many muscles. If you just yeah. work your chest, then you look really big, like Mr. Incredible. But if you got bitty little skinny legs, you can't do much. So you got to work all your muscles, faith, for Mm -hmm. healing, faith that God will use you for prophetic words, faith for God to to, to use you to serve and empower you to serve, Uh, faith for increased wisdom, faith for finances, faith for uh, a great relationship connection with others. You know, Um, God will build our faith in every single category where we exercise it. Yeah, that's so good. So being really giving fully yourself to God for like, I'm going to guess over 20 years now. Oh yeah. Give or take a little <laughs> so, yeah. So over 20 years now. So you're still so passionate for the Lord. I mean, it's so obvious, Nathan. I mean, your life is fully given to the Lord in every aspect. What would you say to people who maybe at one time they were like that? So they got born again and it was like, I'm gung ho for Jesus, on fire for Jesus. And then it's slowly like you talked about the flame. And now it's like barely even there. 
how would you encourage people who feel like I've lost that passion and that zeal for God? Or how do you maintain yours? Or how would you encourage people to kind of get it back again? Well, I would say, you know, ask God to search your heart and actually just be really open and really honest with yourself. Like, how am I doing really? What am I doing? What shouldn't I be doing? What should I be doing? Is there anything I should be doing that I'm not doing? Is there anything I should stop doing that I'm not supposed to do? And if you'll just Mm -hmm. self-evaluate, the Lord will never have to fix it in you. So most people are being disciplined, not punished, because he punishes. The Bible says he disciplines those he loves. So what he wants to do is he wants to make disciples, and he wants us to make disciples. And Mm -hmm. some um, uh, authority is imparted by you know, like I was mentioning Revelation, we've been authorized by God and Christ is in us as the hope of glory. And there's nothing he wouldn't do for us, but you have to actually believe that before you can start accessing from him. And I love to spend time with Jesus because I get his heart. And once I get his heart, then I know what to do to walk in his ways. And most people don't know the ways of God. They have to be taught by somebody who actually knows the ways of God. Because if you listen to some teachers today, they might be popular, but if they don't teach you how to do it for yourself, to connect with God, to grow with God. And Mm -hmm. what I've seen a lot of, and it's frustrating to me as a person trying to figure it out many years ago, I was like, God, I don't understand what he's talking about. He said he heard God. How do I hear better? And I didn't have somebody to come alongside and teach me how to hear God's voice. I wish I did have that, but I didn't have that. So I had to actually just get so hungry and so desperate for the authentic that I would go to God myself and say, God, I need you. God, show me. Lord, what do you want to say? The Bible says my sheep hear my voice and I'm your sheep. So I should be able to hear you. And I mean, I just, I heard him. He said, you know, um, when I call you come and I was, I just wrote it down in this book, this book, this book right here is the the journey of me being unlocked, literally unlocked to hearing the voice of God and the ingredients for how to hear God is in this book. The first of the three part series, which on this show, I've been giving these books partner with the ministry. I've been, I've been doing that because. The reason is, is because these books are the tools God gave me by revelation to unlock people and hearing the voice of God. And that's the yes. series and they're free. And it's that's like a thousand pages. If you yeah, sign up to partner, say, you get those to. are hefty books. These are thick. I mean, there's, it's like a thousand pages of just incredible uh, space stories. But anyway, um, and a whole bunch of part. And by the way, if you partnered with the ministry, thank you. Like there's a bunch of you from the show that went on the website, signed up. I gave personal prophetic words to like, I don't know, probably 3000 people. Uh, I don't even, yeah, I'm not kidding. Like I was literally spending more time than more time giving prophetic words to my new partners than I was. I was so backed up with prophetic words. Some people, it took a few months to get a word. Um, but I just wanted to give a personal prophetic word to every new partner from the show. And I didn't know what was going to happen, but God told me to do it. I stopped doing that, but but um, you know what? I'll and all the what. and all the people are like, no. I caught up. Okay, listen, I caught up, but it's just that I was having people say I didn't get my word yet, and it took me a while because I had to sit down and talk yes. to the Lord about people yes. I'd never even sat in the room with, 
And just, it was a big faith thing, but I just know God and he wants to talk to everybody. Um, But I would say, listen, if you haven't done this and you would like to learn to hear God, go get these books. Let me send them to you for free as a gift for partnering. And you can do that on the website. So I'll just say that. And if you want that, you get this book is the first one. Um, Rushing the Floodgates of Heaven is the second. It's a waterfall. Um, this is the third book. It's it's all about unity, but a continuation compilation of just powerful faith stories. It's Rhema and Logos, so written and spoken word together. And you need two edges to the sword. Um, I mean, the Bible is a, a great way to hear God, but you have to learn how to talk with the God of the Bible. And there's certain ingredients that unlock the spiritual ears. And I just want everybody to hear God. And that yes. these books, if you read through these books, by the time you're halfway through the first one, you're going to start hearing, um, but the revelation will literally unlock God's voice. Everybody who reads through this series tells me how great it is. I know it's just because God spoke these words. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. I didn't have to think up something clever to say, and I Mm -hmm. still don't ever worry about what to say when I preach. Anywhere I go, I just say, God, what do you want me to say? And he starts talking, and I say what he says. And they go, wow, that was the best message. And I'm like, yeah, I got it at the same time you did, (laughs) because I didn't prepare. I love Jesus with all my heart. I spend time with him. And when you're intimate with God and you're not intimidated, because there's a fear of the Lord that's a beginning wisdom, not to be afraid of God, but in the seven spirits of God, which is talking about the characteristics or attributes of the same Holy Spirit. um, The final one mentioned was the fear of the Lord. And without the fear of the Lord, there's no way you're going to want to obey. So the, the fear of the Lord is a big piece to the puzzle as far as what motivates people to actually yield, not sit still and do nothing. I'm waiting on the Lord, brother, pray for me. No, I'm talking about yielding where he says, come here and sit down, turn your phone off, sit down. No, listen to me. Okay. I'm going to give you the steps, but all you need right now is just the first one. And then you, you seek him, you find him, you knock, he opens the door. Um, There's nothing he would withhold from those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of hunger. He's a rewarder of faith. He's a rewarder of diligence. I mean, he is, he is a rewarder. Like, I mean, even that plane thing, that plane story, I still freak out. People go, you gave an airplane away? I'm like, I, I it just, it sounds weird, okay? I donated like, that well, God, because God technically set it up. <laughs> God set that up. Like, I mean, I was given watches and I was building my faith muscle with watches and then it mm-hmm. worked for watches. So I did it with suits, then I did it with boats. Then I started doing I was doing it with cars and more boats. And then wow. God then I asked God for an airplane because I saw myself have a plane. And then I was like, God, could I just have an airplane because of COVID and the militant mask mandates and all that? And right. I was just frustrated. I said, God, could yes. I just have an airplane so I could just not have to have somebody uh, tell me, you know, like I felt like a prisoner and I was a paying customer in the airline. I just said, Can I have my own plane? And then the Lord asked me to do something, go minister to this family. And I did what God said. I drove a long ways and I ministered to this family. I ordained some farmers and one of the farmers gave me an airplane. I was just like, what's this plane for? Is this the plane that I asked you for? The Lord said, yeah, you asked me for a plane. I'm giving you a plane. And by the way, it's a seed plane. So I knew it was a seed. I knew I was supposed to sow it. I couldn't keep the plane. God told me it's a seed plane. So I saw a bag of golden seed on the window uh, or on the door of the plane. Mm -hmm. 
and the spirit. And I'm like, oh, it's, a, it's, what does that mean? It's, it's got a bag of golden seed. And I heard the spirit say, it's a seed plane. And I saw a vision of people eating their seed instead of sowing their seed. And they were trying oh to get a harvest from what they had consumed and it wasn't wow. working for them. And the Lord was saying, if you'll stop eating your seed and actually start sowing your seed, if you're not already, then you're going to see mm -hmm. increase that's unusual, especially the timing of where we're at on the calendar, the, the Hebrew calendar. Like this is a season for great wealth transfer and extreme blessing for those who obey the Lord during these wow, next few months, especially. Oh, anyway. Yeah, talk, oh, and then Steve gave the plane away. That, and then about... Steve gave the plane. I gave the plane to Steve. Actually, I got the plane from a Steve. Then I gave the plane to a Steve. And then Steve gave the plane to a school. I mean, come on. That's just amazing. I mean, it's amazing. And, and by the way, the building at the ocean, the ocean building, Steve yes, asked, yes. What, what's the progress with that? Is there any updates? Because you guys sewed in as a, as a show, you guys sewed in a seed. And it really helped us, by the way. And by the way, that tent revival we were having down there, it was yes, amazing. People that. came from all over the world. We finally took the tent down because of weather. But we're about to move into that building and occupy it. We've been doing, um, we've been doing mold removal. We've been doing, uh, uh, we're preparing the asbestos abatement. The roof uh, just got put together. Um, the building yeah, is completely awesome. being restored from top to bottom, and we wow. should be in that place within a couple of months. And it's nineteen thousand square feet. It's a school. And the way it came to pass, people always ask, how did that happen to you own a school? I said, well, I don't see myself as owning anything. It still belongs to the Lord. I'm just a steward of what he's entrusted. So I could never lose anything because I don't have it because it's all his. And this is important. Like the rich Come young ruler on. saw it. You the rich young ruler saw <laughs> Okay. So I see everything I have or everything I steward as belonging yeah. to the Lord. So if he ever asked me to release something like yes. the airplane, I didn't lose anything because I didn't have it. It wasn't me that owned it. I, even though it was in my name or in the ministry name, it was still, it belongs to Jesus. And so if so God asks you to give something that you don't own because you see it as his, then you'll never lose when you give. See, I thought I was losing when I was giving things because I saw it as mine, but I learned from the rich young ruler story that he, the Bible says he was a very rich man. So he walked away discouraged and sad when the Lord said, sell everything you own and, you know, follow me. Well, he couldn't do it because his things owned him. And I didn't want to be like the rich young ruler where my things yes. owned me. Yes. And so I realized if I saw everything as belonging to Jesus and I'm just a steward of his kingdom wealth, then I'll never run out because he's unlimited. And I literally tapped into something by the spirit where I went from giving away watches to giving away uh, my first airplane, many boats, many cars, but it was suits. And I reaped what I sowed, meaning the same type of substance that I released came back. <laughs> That's so cool. The That's same type so of thing. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think too, I mean, when God, that's another part of listening to God's voice and then being obedient because the Lord will ask you, Hey, give that to this person. Give that. I mean, most people who follow God, they have heard stuff like, Hey, give that to this person, give a thousand dollars to this person. And you're like, Am I hearing God? <laughs> because yeah. He told especially me to your give it. first time. You're like, he, Am I hearing God right? 
he told me to give give a thousand dollars to somebody I didn't really know. Um, and and I just thought, well, I mean, if I was going to give a thousand, I'd want to give it to somebody who I like, and yeah. somebody who I know, somebody who I know needs that, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's leaning on our understanding. God told me that's to give right. that dude a thousand dollars. I couldn't wait to do it. And then he asked me to do it again. I, I stopped by this tent uh, over by Vantage, and the Lord told me to prophesy over this couple that put up a tent. So mm-hmm. I sowed a thousand dollars for them too. And then the plane came after that thousand dollar seed went. And then, wow. so you know what? It was an act of obedience financially that I, yes. I I did what God said. But then there was somebody else. I gave the thousand dollars to another person. God told me to. And you know what happened was. Um, this lady showed up and gave me $10,000 the next day. Wow. And the 10,000 was for the tent that we put up at the ocean building, which by the way, God completely paid off the building. It's paid for in full within one year. We own the school outright. And my friends that we, we did it with, I said, you know what? God said he's, he wants us to buy uh, schools because he wants people taught right. And in yeah. education, there is a lot of twisting of truth. And there's a lot of things Absolutely. that would not be acceptable to Jesus, but the world has embraced like the transgender yes. Yes. Uh, you know, movement. We know everybody's precious, but Jesus does not promote um, you know, sin or rebellion against him. So right. somebody asked me today, they said, Nathan, what would you say to somebody who's trying to not get offended by all the stuff around, like, how can I be loving, but still Mm -hmm. tell the truth and be bold? And I go, I go, bro, here's how you spend time with Jesus. You start listening to him, speak to you, let him love the hell out of you until you get so full of him. So full of love (laughs) that by the way, hell is in the Bible. It's, it's a real place, but the word is in the Bible. It's not a bad word. It's just a place he didn't design for us to go. So I said, you get so full of love, love will drive out fear because perfect love, godly love, agape drives out the spirit called fear that he didn't give us. But anyway, the point is you get God's love in and he perfects you in his love. And then he delivers you from the spirit of fear that causes you to cower or come come under instead of rise and shine. His light has come. And so if you'll get so full of his love, and then you just love people outrageously. Give love outrageously. Look for people yes. who need that love, people who are hurting, people who are broken. He goes, I know, but what do I do when they say things or they do things against me or I'm trying to love them, but then they treat me bad? I said, that's mm-hmm. just it. If you get everything you need from Jesus, then you now don't need that from people. If you're that waiting for people, Yeah. If you're waiting for people to validate your importance and honor you and love you like Jesus does, that may never happen. People may never respect you like he does, but you should know you can be unoffendable by just staying low, being humble and, and experiencing his compassion for people who speak against you, the backbiters, the backstabbers, the gossip, the slander, whatever you've endured. You just have to look at that as Jesus went through way worse for you. And so we owe it to the world to show them that we're not taking the bait of offense. We're not getting bitter. We're not like, you know, looking for what's wrong with people. We would look for what's right with them. Or if they act a certain way and it's not Christ-like, we love them and we show them grace because it's not lovable people that need the love. It's the unlovable people that need the love. And we can just love the hell out of everyone, I told him. And he goes, oh, I've never heard that before. And I said, well, truth is, 
evil comes out of people deliverance when love comes in you know you want to shut down fear that's control control rebellion and as a sin of witchcraft you just love somebody they know they don't deserve it if they're mean and nasty and you come in and you're kind and caring and loving they're just like it just dislodges the demonic and it just eradicates people from that um from that judginess because a lot of people have felt judged and then they get defensive and they become judges. Right, and right. the Lord doesn't want us to be like that. He wants us to be gracious and merciful and kind and full of love yeah. really is, is how he is. That's so good. Yeah. Love your enemies. And if they ask you to go a mile, go two with them. You know, that <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. the words of the Lord. So when you read the Sermon on the Mount, I mean, I always get convicted every single time I read the Bible. I'm always like, Lord, help me do that better because it is such a, it's such a high calling of mm-hmm. love and mercy and kindness and meekness and servanthood and all the things that our flesh doesn't want to do. But getting into the word really always helps me realize that Kelsey, this, this is not about you. It's about showing, showing Jesus to everyone. And I think even for the holidays, it's a really good message too, because a lot of times we get around family that is difficult, like yeah. to say in a nice way, it's difficult yeah. and they know how to push buttons because they're family. You know, you grew up, you live with them. That's the way. It is. So I always ask the Lord for extra grace during holidays. Like, Lord, help me see them the way you see them. Help me love them. And I'll actually pray that. I mean, consistently the whole time I'm with family, you know, because we need, we need God to love through us. Cause I think yeah. on our own without the Holy spirit, I mean, the fruits of the spirit, one of them is love, right? I think we can't yeah. love like we can't love our enemies if it weren't for the Holy spirit. There is absolutely no way, not yeah. in our own strength. Yeah. He was asking how, how do, how can I love these people that are doing stupid things and saying stupid things and, and they're mean. He goes, how can I love them? I go, that's just it. You have to be so in love with Jesus who first loved you. They, the, his love perfects you so that you can actually see them in who he sees them to yes. be because he foreknew them and he sees them as precious, as special. Yes. Everyone's unique. Uh, we're all his right. favorite. You know, I mean, when you think about it, like if you know that you're favored by God, if you know that you're perfectly loved, you respond to life differently. Like you can't be rejected if you've already been accepted. So the spirit of rejection can't tell you that nobody likes you because you've already resolved in your thought patterns that you are loved Mm -hmm. and accepted in the Lord. And so there's people who sometimes will sabotage themselves because they're believing the lies of the voice of the stranger. So you just go back to what is God saying? You know, I mean, I remember one time I pulled in a parking lot and, and I was with my family and uh, I pulled in there and I answered the phone as I was parking my Jeep. And this guy um, runs over to my Jeep kind of aggressive, starts smack, mm-hmm. smacking my window. He's like, you know, slamming my window. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? What a lunatic, I thought. And the Lord said, um, you know, the Lord said, be kind. I heard him say, be kind. Mm-hmm. And I rolled down my window. I said, I said, what's going on? What's what's happening? He said, he goes, what kind of a man are you talking on your phone while you're driving? You know, and he's just coming against me and condemning me and yelling at me. And he's mm-hmm. angry. And I thought mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was my flesh wanted to rise up and kick his butt. And the <laughs> and I heard the Lord say, 
greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And then I heard the spirit say, you know, um, you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. You know, I'm hearing the spirit quoting the scripture and I couldn't stay in that. And I couldn't get into a fence because I was hearing the spirit. And so then I just said, I'm so sorry. You're right. So I humbled Mm -hmm. myself. I apologized. I said, I'm Mm -hmm. so sorry. You're right. I shouldn't have been on my phone. He goes, you're darn right. And he just kept on. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to stay low here. I'm trying to set a good example for my family. But I mean, part of me in the flesh, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to slam him with my door. I'm a, I'm a trained fighter. I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to, you know, and then the Lord's like speaking scripture and it just settled my spirit. And then I'm just like, okay, I can do this. So, um, so then he walked off and he went into the store and I just sat back in my seat and my wife's like, oh my goodness. And my kids are just like, oh, dad, that's weird. And I go, that was spiritual, kids. I say, it's not about what happens to us. It's how we respond in life. How we respond makes all the difference. That shows our true character and our nature. And I said, so you know what? God wants us to love our enemies. That guy, you know, he must have had a bad experience. I don't know why he's broken, why he's screaming at me. Mm -hmm. I said, but me answering the phone should not have provoked that kind of reaction. So let's just pray for him. So we prayed for him. And then I, I heard the Lord say, go in the store and I want you to go find that man. And I thought, there's no way I want to go see that guy again. Uh, I I want to stay clear of that guy. But I did what God said. I went into the grocery store. I saw him. He was up at the checkout counter. I walked over to him. Now I'm standing up. And I'm like 6'5", 300 pounds. This dude's like, I don't know, 5'10". I mean, he saw me. And I think the fear of God was in his uh, in his eyes in when his I walked flesh. over. Yeah, he, I walked over to him. And he thought, oh, no, that's that guy. And, um, and, and I just, I walked right over to him. I got close enough where he could see that I wasn't angry. And I said, mm-hmm. sir, I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Um, whatever... Um, whatever I did that made you so upset about answering my phone while I was driving, you're right. I was wrong. Would you forgive me? And he looked at me like, you know, like he couldn't be mad. Like, how can he be mad? I'm asking him to forgive me for whatever it is. I, you know, and I, and then he goes, he just goes, forgive you. And then he just settled down. And I I said, Hmm. what happened? What happened to you? And then he broke down. And started having, like, he welled up in his face, he paused, and it was awkward. And then he goes, a few weeks ago, a man on his cell phone T-boned my pickup truck, and I was within an inch of my life. And he said, I guess when I saw you, it just brought me back there. Wow. And I realized in that moment that God, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, gave me an ability to have compassion and to actually articulate that all creation is groaning for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. That when we get squeezed, we should get Jesus on them because wow. we got Jesus in us. And when, yeah. when that man saw the way I handled it, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden his countenance changed. I got to pray oh, for bet. him. I mean, yeah. we went from almost duking it out and because I'm with my family. I mean, that was, it was a shocker 
to seeing what God wanted and then responding in love and then seeing literally a guy shift from being completely belligerent to me seeing his true brokenness so that I had something to pray for. So, you know, it's just, if we could just get to where we understand things better, when we look at people that are in pain, people who are angry, people who are rude, people who are mean, people who say hurtful things, uh, people who judge us wrongfully, if we would Mm -hmm. translate that as brokenness that God wants to heal, then we could really be used even more powerfully uh, by the Holy Spirit. Wow. What a beautiful message. Thanks for sharing. That encourages me and helps me. And I think as an example to your children, that is a a priceless, like you can't put a price on that situation God allowed to happen to show your response to your children, because they're going to see that and they mimic what they see. And that's, that's amazing. So Nathan, before we end today, would you just pray for everyone? I'm I'm even feeling, would you just pray for us to even just that we would, in situations that can maybe turn traumatic, that we would turn our ear to hear God and that yeah. we would train ourselves to listen to the Holy Spirit before we react. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, I'm, I'm asking that you would um, help each individual who watches this program Uh, Lord, that you would help them to be able to have increased wisdom from heaven. You said that you who lack wisdom, ask and you'll be given. Lord, we're asking that you increase um, our wisdom, not that we would be wise in our own eyes, but that we would be wise to know how to choose according to your perfect will. And Lord, would you impart that? We release wisdom over those who listen. Lord, I pray for a grace and a favor to abound in every good work in you. I pray for a hunger right now to be imparted into those uh, who hear this. Lord, a hunger to uh, consume your word that they would just want to get close to you and seek and find and knock and have the door be open. And Lord, I, I ask that you would cleanse every generational line down down the bloodlines, all the way back to, to Adam and Eve, Lord, in every single family line. We break every generational curse in Jesus' name. And um, Lord, we silence the voice of the stranger and even our own thoughts that get in the way of hearing your voice. And Lord, I'm asking that you would release a capacity um, for people to begin to hear your voice, asking questions, desiring to be led, um, and that you would speak clearly and remove every ear blocker and every activator that comes from your truth, that comes from who you are, um, to be imparted, that your people will hear you more and more clearly, that they would be emboldened and empowered by the Spirit uh, to rise above their monuments of past uh, mistakes or sin. And Lord, that you would bring people into living in the moment where where the peace is, the gift of your presence. And so I just release an impartation uh, for experiencing the presence of God. The manifest presence is the glory. And I just release the glory of the Lord over you. I release the glory of the Lord over your family. I, I pray the blessing of the Lord over your, the work of your hands that you not labor in vain. And Lord, I thank you for in, equipping and empowering by your Holy Spirit each person to walk in a fiery anointing so that the enemy fears them instead of them fearing the enemy. And Lord, would you erase past trauma? I see the Lord healing people in their mind of past traumatic things that actually created 
fear that gave him false comfort or false protection. And I see him pulling you out of that old pattern, sitting you into a, a, a perfectly um, re- perfected shield around you. And faith comes, the Bible says, by hearing, hearing by the word of God, and that's Jesus. And he is alive and well. And so when Jesus speaks to us from his spirit to our spirit, you get shielded in the faith that comes by hearing and hearing Jesus, who is the word of God. And as you listen for Jesus, as you read the Bible, as you read um, inspiring books that are empowering you to hear better, uh, you're going to hear clearly the voice of God. And he'll take you through a process called sanctification, where you'll get more and more clarity um, in your pursuit. And he will reward you in your hunger um, and he'll lift you um, over those past things. I see people actually sitting on top of a mountain and it was the Lord um, that grabbed them from humility and surrender and saw that as a sacrifice. And they put people on top of the mountain without them having to climb it. So you can do it the hard way, um, leaning on your understanding or just trying to do good works. But if you'll rest in the finished work of the cross, what he paid for, what he gave you is a gift of righteousness. He calls you holy and says, be that. If you believe you are, you will be. And, and not self-righteous, but but righteousness is a gift that God gave us. And believing that will cause us to act right. And you have to know you are right in order for you to be right at following God. When you're righteous, um, you you will act in a certain way, you'll be different. You know, so I, I sometimes have to ask myself, what would Jesus do for real? What would Jesus do in this situation? What would Jesus do with that angry man? What would Jesus do, you know, with, with this? I, I'm being asked to do something I don't want to do, but I know it's God. And I just, I get so used to sticking my life out on a limb and trusting it won't break. <laughs> Because my face says it's going to work. And I saw fruit coming from the branches under people's feet as they stepped out on the limb. So take a risk. Start doing what you weren't willing to do before. And get out on a limb and know that God's going to cause things to prosper right underneath your own feet. Yes. Amen. And And get those books. Get those books. Yes. Definitely get those books (laughs) to hear God's voice. And before we close, I want to... I want you to share where you're going to be speaking, but real quick, I just have a quick word that I want to share before you share where you're going to be speaking. Um, I saw someone who owns a, like a bird, it's a blue bird and you have this bird in your house. Um, either it has like a blue type of, I don't know, feathering at the top. I don't have a bird, so I don't know what they would call that, but, um, the Lord is saying to you that there is a season in your life right now. Um, over the next six months, it's a new joy in your life. There's a new song in your heart and the, that's the Lord giving that to you. So you're going to notice that there's a joy that's come on you and even come within your home. And it's a gift of the Lord. You know, his, his love makes us joyful and knowing him and encountering him fills our hearts. And so you own this bird, it's blue, and there's a new song the Lord's putting in your heart, and there's a new joy that's coming into your house. Um, and so I bless you if that's you, and I thank the Lord for what he's doing in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Nathan, 
Where are you going to be next? Because you're all okay, over so, the place. Well, I'm I'm going to be home at our the Rock Revival Center uh, in North Tacoma, Washington State. And I'll be here the next couple of weekends. We're doing some special uh, meetings. We just added two new service times. And we're doing this gathering of the Eagles coming up here November 25th and 26th. And we want to invite you to join us. Uh, people will fly in from all over. We've had people coming um, from many nations, uh, which is amazing because I love seeing that. And of course, we're seeing so many miracles. If you need a miracle and you haven't yet received it, sometimes just getting in your car, or flying out and joining us in those miracle services. All of the services are just full of the miraculous. Uh, you'll encounter God. We have a team that hears God, loves to prophesy at the end of every gathering. But this gathering of eagles will be very powerful. Um, you can get the information at the rockrevivalcenter.com. Uh, it's right there if you want to write that down uh, and then come and join us. But um, we also have some Awaken the Planet stuff coming up. And you can mm -hmm. find out about our Awaken the Planet events. Uh, we just finished a series of tent revivals. Uh, I've spoken with several anointed ministers of the gospel that everybody would know. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna put a lineup together. And we're going to do like a three-day extravaganza up out at the ocean property as, as like a grand opening um, oh, for that new awesome. revival center that we're planting. And I just want to say thank you to anyone who's been praying for the success of that. Uh, in Ocean City, Ocean Shores area, because it's going to, I know it's going to light up the whole area. We've already seen just the beginning of, a, of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I know God's going to continue to fan the flame. I mean, it's miraculous what the Lord's doing. Um, and so um, if you want to be a part of those upcoming Awaken the Planet events, you want to join us in person or or pray for us or sow in, uh, you can do that at awakentheplanet.com. And also my personal ministry, if you want to invite me to minister in your church or venue, uh, my personal Personal website to invite me to come, uh, NathanFrenchMinistries.com. So be sure you go there, send us a message, let us know if you have a prayer request. We'd love to uh, pray for you and just want to say thank you. And if you want to partner with the ministry, let us send you all those books. It'd just be a powerful series of tools that will help you have great victory in the Lord. And I know there'll be a blessing to you. And um, just for this show, if somebody signs up to partner during this show uh, today, just say, um, I'm partnering. And in the comments, you can say um, just the word show, and then I'll know I need to send you a personal prophetic word. <laughs> and I'm going to open that up to do that because I've got free time to do that now. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, be patient with that. But the books will come out automatically. Our team does that. They're sending books out every day uh, all over the world. So thank you for partnering with us in ministry. Yes. Oh, Nathan, we love you. I love I love being with you. Whenever they tell me it's Nathan, I'm like, yes, because our conversations are always just totally led by the Lord. I mean, Nathan sends in his notes, but we, I don't, I usually don't even really look at them because the Holy Spirit always just shares so much incredible stuff. So thanks Amen. for coming on, Nathan. Tomorrow, you guys don't want to miss tomorrow's show. Steve is going to be on and there's a panel of people. So tomorrow, Ben Pauling, Chris Kuehl and Johnny Enloe will be on. You don't want to miss tomorrow's show. It's going to be powerful. We'll see you then. We love you guys. Bye. God bless you. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.